0: The Fantasy Football Advantage Podcast with your hosts, Jimmy, Peter, and Cam. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify, SoundCloud, and any other platforms? Peter? Or is that all? Uh,
1: uh, we're not on SoundCloud yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. on SoundCloud yet. Twitter, I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: I take that back. You guys didn't even hear anything. And we'll brought dead. to you by aspire water bottles. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Not
1: sure about that. <laughs> I. Like sure it
0: <laughs> it's all right. We, we, we'll put a plug in them for anyways. One day they'll probably sponsor us. Yeah, true, true. All right. So let's kick off the show. You know, we had a great uh, fantasy football weekend. Uh, Peter and I both knocked out of our fantasy playoffs. Cam's still alive, breathing hey, straight by. We'll see what happens. Um, But, you know, on to the the injury report, I think, for the week. And talk about what happened. Uh, Peter, you want to kick that off?
1: Yeah, I'll talk about uh, the running backs for the Chargers, Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon. Um, Gordon obviously been out for a few weeks now with an MCL spray, and he's still questionable to go. Um, I think it's going to be a game-time decision, but it's not looking too likely. Um, Eckler... As a guy, a lot of people thought would be would save them in the playoffs because, um, but uh, with Melvin out, but he's been ruled out with an accurate concussion issue. So uh, it'll be Justin Jackson if Gordon can't go, but not a great situation for fantasy because uh, a lot of people went to the playoffs hoping Gordon would would carry them through it, but it's it's looking uh, unlikely. Um, you want to move on to James Conner, Cam.
2: Yeah, another running back that people were looking to depend on in the fantasy playoffs, and uh, unfortunately, he had the ankle injury. Uh, the good news is, though, it seems the Steelers are are pretty positive on his chances of playing uh, this week. Uh, there was a report today of him walking through the locker room barefoot uh,
1: without any sort of limp. Um, so that, huge news! Huge other, news! Was better. Yeah, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, two top running backs. You're going to want them for the playoffs. <laughs> it was tough having him out last week. Uh, Jimmy, you want to touch on Spencer Ware?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we saw Spencer Ware go down with an injury um, in the game on Sunday. Um, you know, he's a short week this week on Thursday. Uh, he was diagnosed with some shoulder as well as hamstring injuries. Um, he's uh, questionable to go right now. Um, I mean, if if you're a Spencer Ware owner and you haven't acquired Damian Williams yet, uh, you should probably do that uh, ASAP um, because it seems like it's heading in the direction and I kind of think that uh, it's probably going to be Damian Williams uh, leading the uh, running back charge there. I mean, I think we're going to talk about him a little bit later um, yep. in some other segments, but uh, that's it for now.
1: Yeah, well, uh, did you guys get a chance to watch that Kansas City game? Because Spencer Ware actually looked—he left midway through, but he looked really good. I thought.
0: No, he he did that. Was a really entertaining game. Uh, you know, I had it up on the TV. Uh, I was focusing on uh, my Pats game in devastating loss to the Miami Dolphins, but I did catch uh, catch some of the plays, and he looked pretty good running the ball. Um, I mean, yeah. Damian Williams—we're talk about him more later again, but. Damian Williams was was not too exciting when he had the ball in his hands. He's um, not he's been, overall in his career career. I feel like he's just not been that good. Yeah. So and as as Tom, Cam always says, he doesn't really have a lot of wiggle. He doesn't really have a lot of wiggle to him. He
1: does not have a lot of
0: wiggle. <laughs> he doesn't have any wiggle. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm gonna move on to Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he's had, had a quad injury last weekend. He kind of kind of screwed over a lot of uh, fantasy owners because he uh, on Saturday it was reported that he was not going to play, and the injury actually popped up. I think it was... I don't know if it popped up Saturday or Friday, but it it, it didn't... It was a late-week thing, and it surprised a lot of owners, and he probably killed, killed a lot of owners this week because... Um, uh, like first week of the playoffs for a lot of people. And uh, he was limited on Wednesday, so there's a decent chance he'll play. He's questionable. Um, but, yeah, I was... It'll definitely be another killer if he misses again.
2: Yeah. Uh, moving on, Tyree Kill. He was a uh, he was injured in that in that game last week, but he ended up um, playing through the injury and ended up with a pretty good stat line. Uh, but he has been limited in practice on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week with a with the heel injury, and he's also had a bit of a wrist injury. Um, it sounds like. Um, but he is expected to play in this Thursday night game against the Chargers. Although, for me, I would be a, a bit concerned about his involvement. Um, you know, the Chiefs probably aren't going to be looking to take any major risks um, due to their, the fact that they uh, are obviously they wrapped up the playoff spot and they're just looking at seeding. But I, I think there's a concern that he could be out there as more of a decoy in some situations. But regardless, if you have him, you probably start,
1: yeah. and, and I mean, Casey Hayward is an elite cornerback, uh, so that could be a tough matchup too. So we'll, we'll look and want to look into that.
0: I personally think he plays, and I was killed by him uh, this weekend in my fantasy matchup. As the person I was playing I had Tyree Kill, and I mean that that fourth quarter throw Tyree Kill on that, uh, on oh, that game tying drive that was amazing. I mean, he was playing through the game. He left the game. I got the notification through the Sleeper app. If you don't have that, you should go download it. Um, <laughs> and I got notifications saying that Tyree Kill has got him a locker room, and I was like, "Holy crap! I'm getting so lucky right now. Like this is my week." And then he came back, takes that long. How how like, how long was that? Was it like 40 yards or something like that? Something. I don't like know. It was. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. The entire play was just. I mean, Mahomes is is so good. Tyree Kill is yeah. amazing. I mean, it. it Whether he's hurt or not, I mean, this guy can go out and he can deliver you some serious fantasy points.
1: Yeah, certainly. I think you're starting him either way if he's playing, but um, there there could be a little risk in there.
2: Uh... We'll move on to Jordan Reed. Um, Tight end, obviously, for the Redskins. He's doubtful for this week with a toe injury. Um, He's a guy that's been injured a lot over his career, but he didn't practice uh, on Wednesday so if he doesn't play, you might be looking at at Vernon Davis as a, a dart throw tight end play, just given how weak the tight end position is. But uh, this is not a not a, a major injury, as some of the other ones we've covered. But if you uh, if you have Jordan Reed, um, might be careful with him this week. He might not be playing.
1: I, I honestly think he might be done for the year because Jordan Reed, in the past, whenever he gets injured, I feel like he's always out for a while, and he's had some foot injuries in the past and. I think there is a decent chance he's just he might be done, but we'll we'll, we'll see about that. Um, so more news. All right.
0: Oh, sorry, were you gonna say something? Sorry, sorry.
1: No, no, no. I was done. Go ahead. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, let's move on to Ben Roethlisberger, another player that that uh that really screwed me over this past weekend. He's on my fantasy <laughs> team. Um, just so many of them, I swear. Okay, so Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, if you weren't watching the game. He was hurt with a rib injury. Um, He left the locker room. And then Josh Dobbs stepped in, who is absolutely god-awful. I mean, this guy had Alvin Kamara at Tennessee. Alvin Kamara, one of the most explosive players in the NFL now. And he was a mediocre college quarterback. He was good one year. Uh, I think it was, (laughs) was junior or senior year when Tennessee was decent and then they got blown. Then they got blown out. I remember they were ranked, and then they got blown out. Cam, do you remember this? they got blown out at like the NASCAR track? They played who? I who did they play? Was it that, or something like that? Virginia what? Tech, I think. Virginia Tech. You're right. they played Virginia Tech at the NASCAR track, and they got shown up, and they just oh, it was downhill from there. So I mean, we we college football fans know Josh Dobbs how bad he is. I mean. Okay, his, his, talent, his talent level is about as high as the amount of hair he has. I mean, that, that might be kind of bad because he has a disease, but...
2: Um, I love his relationship with the student section, though. You know, he's always celebrating with them. you gotta, you got to appreciate that.
0: Yeah, he has a passion for the game. That's undeniable, but okay, it's <laughs> so back with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Josh Dobbs steps in. Ben Roethlisberger comes back. He's clear to play, and Mike Tomlin, who is now in the hot seat, I mean, this guy didn't put Ben Roethlisberger back in, so whatever. Ben Roethlisberger, you know he's day to day right now. I think he plays. I think he's going to come back. He's he's going to put up some serious fantasy points if you have him. I play him. I, I mean, he's he's going. He has a great. He's a good matchup this week. Um, I mean, plays the Patriots. Is it at home? Like uh, I think it's I think it's at Gillette.
1: Okay.
0: Let me double check that one actually.
1: Sorry, because um, you know, everybody knows about Ben Rothberg's home away splits.
0: Yeah, you know, I know, I know, but I, I, just, I just have a feeling this week. Um, I mean, he's, yeah, he, he no, he's actually home. He's home against yeah. New England. Yeah, sorry, that, sorry that's a correction. Uh, he's home against New England. I mean, yeah, we know about that home away split. I'm excited to see what think Ben can do this week. I think, he, I think he plays. Lock yeah.
1: him up. Um, I'm gonna talk about Kerry and Johnson real quick. Uh, he's been out for three games so far with an MCL sprain, um, and he didn't practice on Wednesday today. Well, when we're recording, at least, and uh, which and the MCL, MCL sprain is usually a two to four week absence. So um, obviously, a, a decent chance he misses, um, and without the, with a missed with a missed practice, with, with the missed practice um, it's not looking bright.
0: Yeah, I mean. Great player, I'm not. I'm not sure. Please play him this season.
1: Yeah, it's he's been out for a, little, for a while.
0: Hopefully, Blunt uh, switches teams, and if you're a <laughs> dynasty league, carry on can can do something for you next year. A he uh, is. Um, All right. i to move on to once. Let me go on to once. Um, you guys are to help me out here a little, but I don't think once. I don't think any he's playing won. time this game did he this past week. Uh, Wentz. Did, Wentz. did Wentz miss any playing time this week against the Cowboys? Because I don't think so.
1: I w- I was in and out of that game, so yeah, I was I too. Wouldn't...
0: I'm pretty sure he played in that overtime period. But regardless, uh, there was breaking news today that Wens might not play the rest of the season. That he's is probably not going to play this week. He's questionable.
2: Yeah, ESPN Sports says he's not. Yeah. A-
0: Boy. With the back, he had back. he's back issues. I just I don't think he's playing this week.
1: Is Foles a streamer for you guys? Uh, no.
0: No, no. Yeah. I think it's better. I think I think you can you can get Josh Allen, who I picked up in a couple leagues.
1: Yeah, Josh Allen from
0: Detroit this week. I mean he's a he's definitely an up and coming fantasy prospect for me. I yeah. mean, he's coming up
1: more fantasy off- than real life.
0: Yeah, I know definitely. I mean He's a solid quarter. I mean, he's a solid fantasy quarterback this week, and um, I mean, I, I like, I like the, I like his potential.
1: He broke the record for a quarterback in rushing yards in a three-week stretch. He's just, he's rushing at a, at an unprecedented level right now, and uh, which is so, it's just not, it's, it's not what you'd have, I, I expected. I mean, I know he had, has a lot of athletic ability, but that's not what I expected coming out of college. It was more. Like Lamar Jackson was the guy I expected to be like the guy who's just gonna get so many rushing yards. I mean he has, but it wasn't it wasn't as much Josh Allen, which has surprised me.
0: I didn't even know that Josh Allen was as much of a rusher for Wyoming. I mean I, all the, yeah. I heard about was that he had questionable arm, um, arm accuracy. accuracy. I mean he has he has great arm strength. I heard decision
1: making was not there too.
0: Yeah, I heard so much about arm strength, arm strength, arm strength, and Josh Allen how he I think I saw videos of him throwing it like 80 yards or something ridiculous. Yeah. Like that. but I just need a lot of athletic ability.
1: Run.
2: Yeah, he can hurdle uh, Anthony Barr though, so he's got <laughs> to have some. Yeah, but But one of his teammates, LeSean McCoy, uh, he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. Did not practice Wednesday, um, and and to me at least, if you're if you're him or if you're the Bills organization. There's not a lot of reason to, to risk anything by, by playing him um, if he's not 100% ready to go. Obviously, the Bills are not playing for anything this season. So, uh, LaShawn McCoy, not a guy you want to be starting this week in my mind. <laughs>
0: are, you, yeah. Yeah, are you even considering playing Ivory? Uh, uh, he's been pretty explosive when he's had his chance.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're desperate, he's a guy you can look to because he's, if he's not, if LaShawn's not playing, he'll get volume. Um, and B- Buffalo is a pretty a solid defense. They play Detroit too, so it might be a low scoring game, might be a lot of rushing. Well, I mean, it's a dart throw in my opinion, but yeah. he's an option if you're desperate.
0: Okay. Who's next? Ah, to me. Okay, well, let's finish it off. Um, oh, if, you, the if, guy. You,
2: if you tuned in last week,
0: if you tuned in last week, you know how much I was excited about playing Jonu Smith in my fantasy matchup. I mean, I thought he was going to have a great game, and when I saw them pinned up with the 99 yard touchdown, I, Peter and Cam can attest to it. I was talk, I could not stop saying Jonas Smith 99 yards to the house. Jonas Smith 99 yards to the house. Here we go. This is it. Because he's an explosive player. I mean, he's a guy that catches that ball in <laughs> on the seam and just and can and can take off. Um, we see them do it. But instead, Derrick Henry goes 99 yards to the house. Who at least I wasn't playing. I mean, that would have been that would have been quite the story of, if I was playing Derrick Henry and Jonah Smith gets hurt on the play that I was saying Jonas Smith would take it to the house. <laughs> Jonas Smith gets hurt, taken out the field, MCL sprain, out for the year. I mean, it's brutal. I was, I was pretty, pretty upset. I mean, um, yeah, he has a, he's a grade three MCL sprain. Um, it doesn't require surgery, luckily. But he's out for the season. It's he'll he'll be back. He'll be back in plenty of time for the beginning of next season. But um that was a pretty devastating loss for me. I'm I'm sorry for anyone who might have trusted my advice and, and uh taking that dart throw with Jonas Smith and got the goose egg. <laughs> yeah.
1: Duck Duck Jonas Smith.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> duck, i like that. Duck Duck Joni Smith I'm making out my team name.
1: Uh all right, so that's going to cover our injury recap um, of last week. Or, well, not necessarily recap. It's more just monitoring the current injuries. Um, but we're going to move on to our weekly segment, the exceeders and deceivers. Exceeders being players that we think are going to uh, outscore the ESPN Standard League projection and then deceivers, uh, those who we think will not reach their projection. Um, so, Cam, or, well, why don't we just go through our exceeders first. Cam, you want to start off with uh, your first exceeder? Sure,
2: my exceeder is Tom Brady, projected for 17.5 points, which uh, has him coming in at QB 18 according to ESPN, which is a little bit crazy to me. I mean, they're playing Pittsburgh, I would consider that game to be one that has shootout potential. Um, to me at least, Brady and the Patriots, they're not going to be happy. Um, with their performance last week against the Dolphins. I think that the Patriots are going to show up to play. I think Brady's going to show up to play. Um, This is a huge matchup for both the the Patriots and the Steelers. I think that Brady is going to put up fantasy points in this game. I I don't see him finishing as QB 18 as ESPN projects.
1: Yeah, um, I'm with you there. Uh, definitely a potential exceeder, especially with the shootout potential. Um, my exceeder is Jarvis Landry. He's caught fire a little bit the last few weeks. Um, he uh, has had 31.4 points in his last two games. Um, and he's a guy that I thought he had, he had a little bit of slump um, midway through the season. And I, he's a guy that I was very surprised about because um he's the best receiver on his team by far uh baker mayfield has been playing well he's historically been one of the better receivers in the league and i think that he's going to be going back to that in the next few weeks and 7.7 points is an extremely low uh projection for a top receiver um so i'm surprised by that and uh just, just some stats to uh, just to, to think about is in the past seasons uh, all of his past three seasons before this year, uh, he has a, had a catch percentage of 70.7, and this season so far has been 55.6. So I think he's due for some positive regression because he's obviously a great, uh, great receiver, and Baker Mayfield is really playing well. So I think he exceeds the 7.7 projection.
0: Also, Peter, something a note is Travis Landry, the Browns are taking on the Broncos this weekend. Mm-hmm. And the Broncos... Pro Bowl cornerback Chris Harris is out for the yes. season, Yeah. so that's big. news for Jarvis Landry lining up in the slot.
1: That, yeah.
0: Usually looking across and seeing arguably one of the arguably a top three slot cornerback in the league. Yeah, maybe the best. So, I mean, that's big news for him. Big news for his projection. I'm surprised at 7.7. All they gave him. I think he. I agree with you. That's a great exceeder. and I see him topping 10 points. Especially, I mean, I don't know what his projection is for PPR, but. I think he has a big deck in both formats. Yeah.
1: In PPR, he's certain, like, certainly certainly going to be... I mean, obviously, exceeding 7.7, which is standard league, but um, going to have a big day. I, I really like Jarvis Landry this week. Um, so why don't we move on?
0: All right, um, so my exceeder is D.J. Moore. So D.J. Moore takes on New Orleans this week. I mean... The Panthers have had quite a slide lately. I mean, what have they lost? Is it five straight, four straight, something yeah, like that? One true. or two? Um, and, I mean, they this is a must-win game for them. I mean, they, they are they're looking outside the playoff picture right now, looking in, um, and and they're a little bit behind uh, the Vikings, right? Or are yeah. they in?
1: No, they're a little behind.
0: I think they're yeah. out, right? No, who? Yeah, because Vikings are six, and who's five again? Uh, Seattle,
1: Seattle. Seattle.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. The Panthers looking are looking in. Um, I mean, they're going up against New Orleans, who are notoriously bad against the wide receiver. They're the thirty-second ranked um, pass defense for or, or defense against the wide receiver in fantasy football. Um, I expect that. I mean, New Orleans has not been a sharp of late. Uh, that includes Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Camara, and uh, all their offense. I mean, I expect a big outing from this New Orleans um, offense that's packed with talent and firepower, and I see the Panthers having to chase them, and DJ Moore explodes for uh, a big day. I mean, he's only projected for 8.5 points, and I see him topping that. I, I, I say he goes for or 90 yards and a touchdown or something like that.
1: Yeah, I really like that um, that exceeder. He, I, I think Cam gets back on track too. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, Indeed. let's let's move on to our deceivers. Um, I, oh Cam, why don't you start actually?
2: I'm gonna go with Jalen Samuels, who's projected for 12.8 points, um, which would rank him as running back 13, but. It's really depending on James Conner's injury, which we, which we uh, discussed at the top of the podcast. Um, but if this is sort of assuming James Conner doesn't play. Um, so if he doesn't, you'd be thinking about starting Jalen Samuels. But last week, uh, he had 11 carries for just 28 yards, excuse me, um, although he did have 64 yards on seven receptions. Um, Steven Ridley, only five touches, but he did vulture a touchdown. Um, uh, I just, I don't see Jalen Samuels, um, having enough opportunity, um, to finish in, in, as a top 13 running back as he's projected to, um, I think the Steelers, the Steelers might need to, to be passing a lot versus, um, the Patriots and, uh, Samuels has been involved in the pass game, but I, I just don't have a hunch that this is, this is a big Jalen Samuels game, um. Although, obviously, as I said, depends on the James
1: Conner injury. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I'm going to move on. Uh, Doug Martin is my deceiver this week. He's projected for 11.9 points. Uh, and this year, he's only had 11 point, more than 11.9 points once this year. He is going against the Bengals, who are the worst in the league against uh, running backs this year. But if you watch the last game, the Bengals played very, very well uh, on defense in the uh, after the first quarter. So I see uh, them potentially continuing this trend. And they are also at home, so that that uh, will it'll be easier to play really well on defense. And uh, Doug Martin this year hasn't even eclipsed sixty-one yards this year. Um, so I, I I don't I don't love him right, and I don't think he surpassed eleven point nine points.
0: I mean, I agree. Doug Martin's the guy that needs to get in the end zone in order to, to get past 10 points or even nine points. I mean, if you look at his his last, you know, or looked at since he took over uh, for Marshawn, I mean, he's he's hovering around the 50, 60 mark. And in this last week, he only put up 40, 30 yards. Um, and the only thing that's really saved his fantasy output is the t- three straight touchdowns. So, I yeah. Mean, exactly. Going into Cincinnati, I mean, they're playing better. I'd, I'd be a little concerned with the game script just because, I mean, Cincinnati doesn't have the most explosive offense either with Jeff yeah. Driscoll at the helm. But, but um, I mean, yeah, I agree. But, I, don't uh, think, I don't think he surpasses up.
1: 11.9. Yeah.
0: Um, All right, you want me to go? So, my deceiver is Aaron Jones. Um, he's projected for 11.4 points. Uh, he plays at Chicago this week. Um, I mean, you look at what the Chicago defense this past week uh, to Todd Gurley. I mean, there's a pretty impressive performance um, from uh, the Bears' stout run defense. Um, I mean, the temp- a big part of it, a lot uh, as I see it, was the temperature. Um, you know, they weren't really, the Rams defense wasn't really able to get going, and so they were accustomed to the cold weather. This week, it's, it's looking a little bit warmer. Uh, somewhere projected between forty-three and twenty-nine degrees Fahrenheit. You know, I'm a big weather guy. I think it plays a big factor, especially um, in some of these uh, some of these uh, later later games. I mean, Aaron Jones, Green Bay Pack. I mean, they, they can survive the cold. Um, so, I mean, I don't think it's too much of a factor this week. But I don't think Aaron Jones has eleven point four points as he's projected in standard formats. Um, against this stout uh, Chicago defense who's been shutting down running backs week in and week out.
1: Yeah, it's, that defense is just nasty. So it might be tough they're to get to.
0: They're, this point. they're ridiculous. And I had another deceiver as well, um, quickly, uh, Flacco, Joe Flacco, <laughs> for 0. 0.4 points on ESPN Mass. <laughs> I mean, I don't think this guy, I don't think this guy eclipses zero.
2: This
0: a <laughs> he he be be a full a catch? Catch? yard yeah, <laughs> catch. I mean what wait, was that wasn't that was that him that they did that to? I don't know. No, yeah. who was that? No, it was Andrew Luck. It was Andrew Luck that I did yeah. the first down first down catch to a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah. I mean Tom Early. Tom Brady's had one before, right? Uh he missed one. Oh maybe that's what I'm thinking
0: of. Yeah, I don't need to do that to him. We all we all know. We all know he did he, he he no, he 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 caught the one this season, but then he stumbled yeah. over and didn't get the verse down. Yeah, yeah Super yeah. Bowl he missed.
2: Yeah. Super Bowl he missed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was that was tough for me to watch. All right.
1: Um. All right. So now we're gonna move up. A Little
0: salt in the wounds from you guys.
1: <laughs> uh. Now we're gonna move on to our top five, uh, segment, and we're today we're gonna look at the top five breakout fantasy players of this season um so why don't we just each go through our number five uh i can start off um my number five breakout player of the 2018 fantasy football season is aaron jones and he was he was a he played a decent amount a little bit last year and he he was good for a stretch but he got injured and this year there was there wasn't like a ton of hype around him partially due to his suspension. Um, But in the last seven games, he's had seven touchdowns. He's looked really explosive, better than he did last year. And I think the Packers have found their running back, which they've been searching for for a long time. I like a very good established running back. And I think they found one in Aaron Jones, um, which is not good to see as a Vikings fan, but uh, good for Packers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, uh, Just
2: just to, to start off, I, I do think we're going to have a lot of um, a lot of crossover with some of our True. our players here, but that just sort of underscores um, the the massive uh, breakouts that we've seen in the fantasy world this year. But my number 5 um, going with Nick Chubb. Definitely could be a little bit higher on my list, but um, I, I sort of had him down as number five, even though he's been an elite running back since he became the. Uh, starting running back for Cleveland. I I have him at five because partially um, due to the fact that he obviously didn't play uh, much at all until the uh, Carlos Hyde trade. But also I sort of just consider that I I, I like the players who who broke out without having any external circumstances that uh, sort of contributed to their breakout like a trade. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was looking more along the the lines of guys that – um, broke out just really with their play uh, on the field. But Nick Chubb, what can you say? He's been, he's been spectacular, and you can see why the Cleveland Browns had, uh, had no issues
1: trading away Carlos Hyde. It would have been interesting to see if they had kept Carlos Hyde, what they would have done with Nick Chubb, because he even while Carlos Hyde was the starter and running back, Nick Chubb was outplaying him whenever he got a touch. Like, there was one game he had three touches for like over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Like yeah, he, that was
0: crazy. He put yeah, up he, and a half fantasy points in standard formats.
1: Yeah, and he's obviously proven now that he's a much more talented back than Carlos Hyde, but uh, it would have been interesting interesting to see if he would have completely taken over Carlos Hyde's role or if they would have eventually become a split or if, or if the, they would have just kept Carlos Hyde because they're paying him all this money as the starting running back. Um, but I mean, we can never know. Uh, Jimmy, you want to talk about drafted,
0: this? They drafted. Chubb as well. I mean, they drafted Chubb yeah. with the with a really early pick in the second yeah, round. So idea. I mean, they 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 clearly had him in their and their plan going mm-hmm. forward. Okay. Um. So my number five is um. You know, I had a tough tough time picking my number five just because. Then there there were a fair amount of um, uh, breakout players this year. I mean, I took it a little different approach uh, than uh, Cam did. Cam kind of mentioned that he didn't he didn't worry too much about trades. There's more players that just broke out. Uh, immediately. But my number five, actually, uh, I'm with Kittle, uh, George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I mean, he was uh, the number 129 player off the board, uh, number 13 tight end. Um, He had a strong finish to the year last year with Garoppolo uh, at the helm. Um, And now, I mean, he's the number four tight end in a year where We've touched on it a lot in the last couple podcasts, but there just really is not a lot of tight end depth. I mean, if you're one of the guys who has uh, Ertz, Kelsey, Kittle, Ebron, Ebron, not Gronk. <laughs> I,
1: mean, I mean, you're not too bad with Gronk, but it's not not. Yeah.
0: Amazing. But it's not what you expected with your third or second round pick. Um, I mean, you're not very happy. I mean, Kittle had a monster week this week. Uh, he's just he's just an absolute beast. Um, I mean. He's been pretty consistent and I think he's number five just because of how rare it is to find a, a tight end like him so I think the fact that that we've added him to our list of you know I, I mean I put him in I put him in uh I mean I wouldn't put him in the first tier I put him in like a probably like a tier one point five yeah but I mean he he's he's up there for sure he's he's getting there he, he might even- he might make that, make it that. He's young too, which is very promising. I mean mm. we'll see what he can do next year, especially with Grappolo.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's that'll be big. Um, all right. let's Here. move on to the fours. I'm gonna quickly go through this. Philip Lindsay, I'm sure a lot some of you guys have it.
0: We all uh, have him at number four, so I mean we can I think we can just talk about it together maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, he is on draft out of Boulder, obviously. Um, came into the year and just instantly first week got a lot of carries. I, I think he out, out carried uh royce freeman in the first week uh this year he's been he's rb9 on the year and uh he's gotten even more usage as the year's gone on and he's he's just really talented like he's very fast very quick um and it's certainly going to be a guy that uh, we're going to look to down the line but maybe hopefully not it doesn't pull a cj anderson and like not be good in the next few years but uh i, I he's he's look he looks pretty pretty promising
0: or what was the what was the name of the running back for the Broncos when um, Mont- Ball?
1: What is it, what? What are you talking about?
0: No, the name I name the running back for the Broncos when like Peyton Manning was with them.
1: No it was Sean? like it was
0: like something oh, like Moreno. Oh, Moreno. Yeah, what was his first name
1: though? No.
0: No M- Sean. No oh. Sean, that's right. No, no, no Sean. He, no Sean was so good. He had that one years.
1: crazy game.
0: Dude, he was so good. He was really good. And then he just fell off the map. Yeah. He went to the Dolphins or something like that. Yeah, and then yeah he was not really good
1: after that. But. All
0: yeah. right, well, Cam, you want anything to add on Lindsey?
2: Uh, no, not much. I mean, as I kind of talked about with Chubb, um, I, I gave a nod a little bit towards the players who um, broke out just on the merit of their own play. And Lindsey is a guy who um, probably going into the season, you know, the Broncos spent a, a pretty high pick on Royce Freeman. So they're probably looking to, uh, to keep uh Freeman and uh, to get him into a big role. But Lindsay obviously proved that, that he needs to be the one getting, uh, getting most of the touches on a weekly basis.
1: Did we all choose Lindsay as our number four?
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah.
1: I like it. I like it. Well,
0: um, uh, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to add too much. Um, I mean, his teammates call him the pit bull for a reason. I mean,
1: he's,
0: he's pretty feisty. He's a, he's a solid running back. Um, I mean, he, he, over the last few weeks, I mean, he's, he's just been crazy. I mean, he, he carried some people into the fantasy playoffs. I am sure of it. And, I mean, I think he's going to lead some people to some championships. Uh, in our league, he went for $11 on the waiver wire. That's it.
1: Yeah. So, Congrats.
0: I mean, if if you, uh, you spent exactly. eleven dollars to get Philip Lindsay, who's the number nine running back right now in standard formats, I mean, congratulations because you should probably be making it pretty far in the in fantasy if you've handled the rest of your team pretty well and haven't had too many devastating injuries.
2: Uh, yeah. So, shot at Jack for uh for not making it as far in the playoffs. Yeah, the
0: guy in our league, listeners out there, uh, has felt Lindsay didn't make it. I mean it. It's not too much of a shot. Um, he he actually is a pretty good team. They kind of just started turning it on, unfortunately. I mean, he has Tevin Coleman who who's been pretty pretty mediocre. Um, he hasn't lived up his expectations. So I mean, he he has like, he has a really good team. Like I'm I I think he he's definitely better than a couple of teams that snuck into the playoffs in our league. Um, I mean, he has yeah. We'll see. We'll see
1: um yeah all right let's move on to the number threes uh i have nick chubb i'm just gonna briefly talk about him yeah he's been really good he's been averaging like i I don't know the exact number like 16 17 points per game since he's become the starter clear running back one um he's yeah he's a very talented player uh you guys want to touch on your threes yeah my
2: number three is george kittle who has already been mentioned but I I have him on my team, and I've I've watched a fair amount of amount of him this year, and it's just pretty unbelievable the size and and quickness that he has after the catchability. Yeah, he's I don't know of a lot of other tight ends that have, that have uh, racked up multiple you know fifty plus yard touchdowns where it's outrunning safeties and, and cornerbacks, and so he's just a, he's a talented guy that. We'll have to see next year assuming Garoppolo is back and um, they can reconnect we'll have to see that could be a that could be an elite combination next year depending on the uh, fortunes of the 49ers if
1: he can become more consistent he can be scary because he's been a pretty boom bust this year um, a lot of big games a lot of, a lot of games where he just had low d- single digits Um but, yeah, he's clearly a very, very talented tight end with Garoppolo. We'll see if he can uh, take to the next level next year.
0: All right, so on to my number three. Um, I got a little bit of criticism for, for this one, uh, but I have James Conner at number three. Some uh, other people had him a little higher. But, you know, uh, I have James Conner at number three. He's another guy that was probably a waiver wire pickup in your league. I mean, he's been a beast all season um he's the number six running back i mean some people even might have traded for him around week nine or ten just hopeful that maybe levy wouldn't come back and they probably got him for little to nothing yeah um well, he hasn't been amazing so,
1: few weeks but yeah
0: yeah exactly but uh i mean there's not really much i mean everyone kind of knows the success he's had this season um he's a great story uh, i actually watched him a little bit in college uh uh, I'm a Notre Dame fan, and he and Pitt uh, plays Notre Dame. Uh, I think every season uh, for the last for the last couple of years, and I mean he was a pretty talented running back. He he torched us a lot, so so yeah, I'm I'm happy for him, and hopefully uh, he can continue next year if Levyon leaves.
1: Yep, definitely. Um, he's proven that that offense can can sustain uh, top running backs even without Levyon. Uh, no sir. Yeah. Yeah, Cam, did you talk about yours? Number Oh yeah, you did. You, you were killed. Uh all right, let's go to the twos. I have James Conner, Jimmy talked about a lot. Um uh, yeah, obviously everybody knows he's been very good that offense, very uh it's very good for running backs. Um yeah, can't complain about having James Conner. It's, it's it's key for people it's key for people that had uh that drafted Le'Veon to have also drafted James Conner cuz that saved you.
2: Yeah, my number two is also James Conner. So uh, you can see the similarities that we have here. (laughs) But as you said, he's been a beast through most of the year. Uh, It's unfortunate that he's been injured these last few weeks. But, um, yeah, he's been incredible. And we'll we'll have to see next year, just kind of looking ahead. Obviously, Bell will probably be uh, playing for a different team. Um, love we'll to see if, uh, they kind of commit to Connor for the future and, and we'll have to see, you know, some people have said that throughout this year, part of Connor's success has been the fact that defenses just, um, haven't sort of committed the attention to him that they would, um, if the, uh, running back in the backfield was Le'Veon Bell. So now that he's sort of established as a solid, uh, solid running back, we'll have to see, if he can continue his success next success next year, yeah.
0: All right, um, my number two um, is Patrick Mahomes. Um, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I mean, this guy, this guy's gonna be the MVP for the NFL. I mean, how could he not be number one or number two on your breakout fantasy players? I mean, this guy was sad his first year. Uh, coming out of Texas Tech, I mean, if you weren't like a Big 12 fanatic, then you probably didn't know that much about Patrick Mahomes. I think the Chiefs drafted him at number 12 or something like that. Is that correct? Um, and, I mean, he he was a talented quarterback coming out of college. But I don't think like, anyone expected uh, this kind of season from him uh, in just his first year uh, starting uh, for the for the Chiefs. I mean, he was drafted uh the hundred and tenth overall pick uh f yeah, that was a d p uh fantasy this year he, he was number sixteen quarterback over the off the board um i mean he he's he's the number one quarterback in the league i mean this guy's putting up he's he score i feel like he's throwing. he's throwing four touchdowns and putting up i mean like four hundred yards every single week i feel like He's just unstoppable. I mean, he's electric to watch. I mean, from left-handed passes to no-look passes to scrambling around the field. I mean, he, he kind of reminds me a little of uh, Johnny Manziel in college for Texas A&M just with that, like, electricity factor and the, just the fact that it feels like, I mean, he can, he can make throws that that other people just can't make, and he, it's just receivers going to come down with it. So, I mean, he's, he's a really exciting player to watch.
1: And it's crazy. This is just his first year starting. Like, is he going to keep on developing like other quarterbacks have? Like, I can't even imagine a quarterback that's better because I don't know. This is one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a quarterback, and it's his first year, which is as a starter, obviously. So, how many
0: touchdowns is he behind Peyton Manning's? Uh, uh, TD I don't know
1: the exact stat, but he's he's getting he's getting close. He's just he's he's not only not just statistically, but like just the eye test. He's making throws that are insane, and he's. Is his first year as a starter? Like the like, I, I it's crazy. Uh, he's my number one actually, uh, and uh, I believe Cam's number one also. So, uh, yeah, not much else to say. And yeah, we're looking at Peyton Manning at fifty-five touchdowns. I don't know. What, yeah,
0: i sorry to saw. How many is Mahomes, Mahomes have? Forty this year?
1: I don't know. We're looking at quick man. research here,
2: stat team. <laughs> yeah we need
0: yeah yeah, yeah we need we need some some fact checkers they he has 40, 43 uh, uh, he has 43 tds i think or no does that include last year so Mah- mahomes has 43 tds Well last yeah, year he didn't have any last year
2: didn't he play in the last game of the season um, right? yeah uh, he,
0: he did he, he had no touchdowns last year and one interception yikes But This year, he has 43 touchdowns, so he's 12 touchdowns away from Peyton Manning's record. Uh, He plays the Chargers, which is going to be, oh my gosh, I mean, that's going to be a great game. Play Seattle and then Oakland. Whether or not he actually plays Week 17 is another question, but, I mean, he needs 12 touchdowns. I mean, would anyone be that surprised if he put 12 touchdowns up over the next two weeks and... And tie Peyton Manning's record. I wouldn't. I don't think anyone would. I mean, kind of did that in the
1: first few weeks of the season. Yeah,
0: he did. He, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, it, anything can happen, especially in the Chargers game where it's going to be high scoring. I would love to see it. I mean, he's a great talent. I'm excited to see what he can do in the years coming.
2: Yeah, well, he was also my number one. I. I haven't been quite as high, I think, as, as others on him, just from a, an actual NFL quarterback standpoint. Um, just because it's hard to judge someone, um, you know, compared to other quarterbacks in the sense that he has basically the perfect setup in terms of the uh, the head coach and the play calling and the weapons he has around him. But if he can continue this space throughout his career, I mean, he looks like he's going to be a great quarterback. And I will say that that no-look throw, um, that amazed me, I will say. So uh, I do have my I mean, number one. What, the thing
0: with a no-look throw is that, I mean, you see in, like, the NBA and other sports, where people do no-look throws. It's like they're looking at the person, and they pass it, and then, then they look away, like, right after they pass it. Yeah, you know I what know. I mean? But, like... Like, I, I mean, I do that myself as well when I play basketball with my friends. But flash. this was a different level. Like, he was lo- – like, in, it, he was intentionally looking that linebacker off and yeah. then threw it across his body, like, not moving his eyes whatsoever. Like, he was focused on a different target the entire time. I mean, that's just another level of of precision <laughs> and execution.
1: Yeah, it's crazy as a quarterback. Um Jimmy, what's your uh, number
0: 1? So should, my number 1. Yeah. People might up there might be thinking what is his number 1? I mean I, I have matched up with all the other ones that they've had. I mean I don't have Chubb number 1, but I have Saquon Barkley. I mean he was he was taken in the top 10 for most leagues. Uh, he's taken number 4 in our league. I can't remember what it is. I actually don't remember what his exact ADP was um but Saquon in my eyes, could be the greatest running back of all time by the end of his career. I mean, I think he's that talented.
1: The um, offensive line is just... He's, just, like, he's doing yeah.
0: what Tom's doing without an offensive line. Yeah, so, like, that's what I was going to get to is his offensive line is very mediocre. His quarterback is below average. Um, I mean, he, he, he is just... He's putting up ridiculous numbers. I mean, he has five weeks... Over twenty four point nine points in standard league, he has no week below ten points. I mean, he he he's just ridiculous. I mean, I was looking at his stats compared to compared to Ezekiel Elliott, who who is arguably the best running back in the league. I mean, I I, I have I go Zeke Saquon then Todd Gurley. That that's it's kind just, of those are my top three. Not you, not, for fan, not for fantasy, not for fantasy, for just like NFL, just in terms of talent. Um, I take, but, but if you but if you look at if you look at all these stats, I mean, the only ones that Zeke is ahead of Saquon are yards, by a little over a hundred or hundred and thirty nine to be exact, and then snaps and snaps per game. So that tells you right there that or and, and, so and attempts. So that tells you right there that Saquon is doing more with receiving, rushing, yards per attempt, rushes over 20, TDs, receiving TDs, fantasy points per game, points per 100 snaps, every one of those categories. Saquon is topping Zeke even with less attempts. I mean, and less snaps. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous what Saquon is able to do this season. And I'm really excited. I mean, Cam and I... I mean, we admitted it this week to all our friends. We were not high on stake coming out of college. We were really surprised that he got picked number two overall. But, I mean, or, what? Oh, no, never mind, never mind. Sorry. Right, number two overall in the, in, the, in the draft.
1: I thought you meant fancy. But
0: he has he's a stud, and I'm, I'm very excited to see what he can do in, in his career. I am really excited to see and watch. Yeah.
1: Just a note, Cam and I it's, it, Cam and I didn't include him because we uh, were thinking we we just thought of him as like hype coming in because he was like a high pick in fantasy, but certainly a breakout player um, if you're considering just all rookies. Um, but that's just a little discrepancy in the way we we ranked. But
0: little asterisk. what? Little asterisks.
1: Yeah, a little asterisk there. Now we're gonna move on to our workload watch segment. World watch.
2: Yeah, so this segment, uh, as we described last time, is essentially just making note of players who had uh, interesting workloads uh, last week or in recent weeks, in the sense that maybe they got more carries or targets or receptions um, than they have in previous weeks, or uh, on the on the flip side, they had um, less of a workload in that sense than they uh, have had in the past. So. These are guys that you might be looking to pick up, or uh, obviously if it was early in the year, you might be looking to trade for these guys. But uh, we would assume that the trade deadline has passed in your leagues. So, Peter, do you want to start with your first uh, or your first and only workload watch?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at the backfield for the Ravens, uh, which is compromised uh, by Gus Edwards, Kenneth Dixon, and Ty Montgomery. By the way, shout out to Ingrid, who's been starting Ty Montgomery the last few weeks. I don't know why, but. Uh,
0: classic Ingrid. That's just classic class Ingrid.
1: Classic Ingrid. Uh, so last week, the snaps were distributed like this uh, Gus Edward had 44%, Kenneth Dixon, 32%, Ty Montgomery, 27%. I don't really view Ty, Ty Montgomery as much of a fantasy option, despite what Ingrid's been doing um, starting him, but uh, I think that Kenneth Dixon and Gus Edwards are interesting i think it uh that kenneth has at least last week has showed that he was he was more productive um he going for eight for 59 yards and then gus 16 for uh 67 uh and i think kenneth is the running back to own but it i think he'll still be a committee uh even though kenneth had less volume last week i uh, John Harbaugh came out and said, said that he expects Kenneth's role to expand going forward. And G- Kenneth was a, Kenneth Dixon was a guy that going into the year, uh, I, was he suspended? I don't even remember exactly. He was, I think he was injured. He got injured. He's he got eye injured eye Through the year, but I think he also had something early in the year. I don't know. I had Alex Collins, so I was monitoring him because I thought that uh, he, he has shown in the past that he has been very talented. Obviously two years ago at the end of the season, um, he was a running back that, uh, was playing really well and uh, was started in a lot of leagues. Um, partially, he was partially given his role due to injury, but as shown, in, he has a lot of talent in the past. And that's why I think he's maybe the running back to own, but it's not too far apart with Gus because Gus Edwards has played well. He's, he's played solid in the last few weeks, um, better than Alex Holland did. That may partially be, be due to what uh, Lamar Jackson has done and maybe opened up the running game. But I think that Kenneth is the running back to own, but it's not too far apart between him and Gus and I think it's running back by committee.
0: And Todd Montgomery, I mean had 27% of the snaps this past week against the yeah Yankees. So I mean that's still, still a decent chunk. That. I mean that that's 27% snaps that that Dixon or Edwards could be having. I mean, still they have faith in Montgomery, so
1: I think that Montgomery from a fantasy perspective is more just uh Taking opportunities from Kenneth and does rather than actually being a solid option himself. Well, no, I completely
0: agree. I mean, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that Tom Montgomery is a a, a viable uh, like flex option whatsoever. Like like our dear Ingrid's been doing. I mean, uh, we, we need to have a serious doctor. <laughs> we might have, need to have her on the show so she can explain herself. But we should get her on the show. Um, but I mean, I we'll we'll see we'll see what happens this week. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what Kenneth Dixon takes over. Um, but I'll go to my work little watch. I have a couple. Run through them quickly. The first one um is the Spencer where Damian Williams. We touched a little bit on injury report. Uh, but you know, Damian Williams had fifty percent of the snaps this past week after Ware went out or sorry, he had fifty percent of the total game snaps. Um he really had all of them, um, once Ware went out. But uh he had eight carries and four receptions, but I mean, it was only for 30 yards and that's 12 touches, so that's not very promising. Um, he had two TDs, though, so that's kind of why he was um, able to have a decent fantasy input. Uh, or output, sorry, excuse me. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens this week. Uh, if Ware is in fact out, does Damien Williams um, take all the snaps? Does uh, Charkendrick West, when players step in there as well? Uh, but I think Damon Williams uh, is the player to own right now going into this week as I think Ware is trending to be out. Um, and then on my second workload watch, uh, we have Henry and Derrick Henry uh, and Dion Lewis. Um, Dion Lewis had 63% of the snaps. Then Henry had 40% of the snaps, but, I mean, he had a monster week. I mean, he had 238 yards for four TDs.
1: Amazing. Uh, Came out. No.
0: Yeah, 47.5 fantasy points. I mean, that's just. That's just, like, ridiculous. That's unheard of. I mean, that, that, that's like a once-a-season thing that you kind of see. I mean, you don't see a lot of players that put up that many points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, wh- I, I think Henry will probably get more carry this week. I mean, he's, he's, just, he's actually a good player. Um, he was solid in, in college. I mean, he has a lot of talent. I think we were all kind of expecting him to have a better season um, this year uh, with DeMarco Murray uh, retiring. But they brought in Deion Lewis, who it seemed like he was going to be like third down back, um, a change of pace. But Henry um, didn't really get uh, the volume he was uh, assumed to get. And uh, he still had a great season. But we're going to see what happens going forward and maybe give the ball more to Henry.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something to monitor.
2: Yeah, so my worklet watch <laughs> is uh, in the Jets' backfield, specifically with Elijah McGuire. Um, This is sort of a it's sort of out there as a uh, as a fancy prospect. Um, But he did have seven carries, 17 carries last week, um, which I would say was more than Richard McCaffrey, more than David Johnson, Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette. Um, I'm certainly not suggesting that he is uh, better in any way, shape or form than any of those players but it's just a note that not everyone sees a 17-carry workload. Mm-hmm. So if you are getting that many carries, you know there's a chance you're going to fall into the end zone. There's a chance you're going to break off a big run. I don't think Elijah McGuire is a, is a guy that you necessarily want to be starting, but if you've suffered from a lot of the injuries that we've been mentioning throughout the uh, podcast, he's a guy that you could pick up and maybe insert into your lineup if you're uh, really
0: desperate. Who do you but, think, Damian uh, Williams or, or Elijah Maguire?
2: I'd probably go with Damian Williams if Spencer Ware is
1: um, not. Without, yeah. Just the offense is way more yeah. productive. Yeah,
0: that's so, fair. What Daniel. about uh, Elijah Maguire or Kenneth Dixon?
1: Mm, that's tight, that's tight.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a toss-up. I, I wouldn't necessarily want to start either of them, but... Uh, yeah, you don't want to be starting either, but they're pretty close in my opinion. Yeah, so um, just to wrap things up, we're we're about uh, nearly an hour into the podcast, so if you're still with us here, shout out to you. Um, <laughs> hit this far, but we do have a Thursday night game coming up tomorrow, as we mentioned, the Chargers at the Chiefs. Uh, it's a big matchup and um, obviously a lot of fantasy implications. So. Any quick thoughts on that matchup before
1: we get on out of here? Uh, Expected to be a high-scoring game, but I think a lot of like the Chargers' chances really depend on Melvin's status because Melvin, obviously one of the best running backs in the game, he's so electric. And uh, without with uh, Eckler being ruled out, they're really going to need that passing aspect with with Jack. With Jackson doesn't really provide that as well as either Melvin or Eckler. So. Um, a lot of it, I think, depends on Melvin's status.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if you have any assets in this game, I'd be starting. I mean, Keenan Allen's going to have a huge output. Tyree Kill's going to have a huge output. Kelsey's going to have a huge output. Um, I mean, if Josh Jackson's the lone back there, I still think he has a big output. Not starting their defenses, playing both quarterbacks. Um, what about Kelvin Benjamin? Are you guys at all interested in him, or Chris Conley?
1: Uh. Maybe Conley. Conley more than Calvin because I think it's going to take a little while for him to get acclimated, and he's just been so bad as a receiver. He's so many drops, Uh huge disappointment in Buffalo. Um, I think Conley maybe, but he's really a depth guy. I, like he's not I'm, not. I'm not wanting to be starting him.
0: Are you playing either of the Williams,
1: uh, Tyrell, Tyrell or
0: Mike? Like,
1: Damien, maybe if I'm. Oh, depth. I was
0: thinking. Oh, we got three Williams. Then I was thinking. I was thinking the. In terms of San Diego wide receiver or LA wide receivers, excuse me. Oh,
1: so I, guess I got you. No,
0: Tyrell oh, and Mike.
1: Dar- isn't it Darren Williams? Yeah, they're Darryl. two D Williams, Damian and Darren Williams. On they're running backs for the for the Chiefs.
0: Oh, right, right, right yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I was thinking of Mike Williams wide receiver, Tyrell, for, and Tyrell Williams,
1: the Williams brothers, all all four of them. <laughs> well, I'm probably playing against wide this week. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm true. Sorry, I'll probably be
2: playing against uh, Tyro Williams, just based yep. on the lineup that uh, Will Watkins is throwing out there. Shout right yeah, out to Watts. Shout out to
0: Watts. Shout out to Ingrid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to see. Uh, well, good luck to everyone. Uh, hopefully, you're still uh, involved in your, in your fantasy playoffs. But that's going to do it for episode three of the Fantasy Football Advantage uh we'll be back next week um and we may have uh one or two special guests so be on the lookout for that episode and uh if you're new to the podcast make sure to up, catch up with our previous podcast um they can be found on uh, itunes spotify stitcher TuneIn radio and google play, google play. so that's gonna do it thanks for yeah Bye. thanks thanks for
0: listening all right we'll catch you on the flip side